I'm about slow to breathe anyway. So. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> We've been back two old fogies walking across the gravel. Park. Yeah, we we leave each other walking in here. He's limping. I'll, Here's all I can do to, to keep my feet moving. Oh, I want to thank the Lord being in the house of God this uh, March the 3rd, 2024. Could very well be uh, the Lord, the day the Lord comes back. Uh, the year, not the day. I, I think this is going to be a defining year. Just, just due to all the events going on like over in the Middle East, even over here. I don't know if you know the end game on this. It can't continue like it is and what we're seeing going on in our own country is a literal takeover and you know my home's heaven anyway I mean they can't take what I got it's out of reach but uh, 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 there's, a, there's a literal not just an invasion but a taking over uh, of what America is now America is just a piece of ground but America has a constitution uh, a republic uh, got Got people that have rights, got freedom, and you're you're literally with your own eyes watching that being taken from you. Of course, it's political. Uh, the people in power, they're abusing their offices and stuff. And we don't want to start off on no negative note. But I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I'm glad I'm in the house of God. Amen. And if the Lord Amen. does come this year, glory to God, I'm leaving on the first load. Amen. Amen. And uh, we'd like to take this opportunity to welcome to. The Landmark Baptist Church Sunday School class. Uh, if you're not saved, I recommend you do it. Yeah. If you're not ready to meet the Lord, I, I tell you, I put some urgency on that matter. Uh, he's not going to delay. He's coming at the appointed time. We're trying to get the Sunday School lesson started at 10 o'clock. And I do believe there's a appointed time. We're going to make our exodus out of our Egypt. We're going to get out from under Pharaoh's rule down here. Glory to God. Going where our true home is, which is in heaven. Our citizenship's in heaven. Our conversation's in heaven. Hey, I know in whom I have believed. And I can't wait to meet Him personally and thank Him personally. Amen. Amen. Lord, have a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank You for the beautiful day You've given us together in Your house. Yes, we thank You, Father, for these that are before us. We thank You, Father, for those that are listening. By way of the live stream, by way of the internet, Lord, we just want to try to get the Word of God out. And Lord, we're thankful, Father, for the means You've given us, Lord, to lengthen our tent stakes, Father, to carry the Word a little further. We're thankful for that. Pray, dear God, Lord, You'd bless our efforts, Lord, in teaching and preaching the Word of God. Lord, how blessed we are, Lord, to have this opportunity even today. And Lord, I pray for all of our sick out there. We've got a lot, Lord, that are physically not able to be here they have a longing to be here and Lord they would be here if they could be here we understand that Father we know Lord that we're some days are appointed unto us we know Lord this body Lord's condescending but praise God we've got another one waiting when this one does give out but we pray this morning Lord for our sick and we pray for those Father that are that are Lord maybe working today that wish they could be here I've been there myself but Lord, we pray also for those that ought to be here. Those, Lord, that have the means. And, and Lord, there's nothing physically or any other reason, Lord, they couldn't be here. We pray for them too, Lord. I pray to nudge them, Lord, this morning. And Lord, I pray that they'd make up their mind today. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to sit at the table of the Lord. 
I'm going to get a blessing. And Lord, I pray for them, Lord. I pray they'd get dressed. I pray they'd get ready. And I pray they'd come and dine with you and sup with you. Bless, I pray, all of ours today and those, Lord, in other countries. I couldn't believe how many other countries was interested in what goes on here at Landmark Baptist Church. I thank you for that. I thank you for those doors that's been opened. I thank you, Lord, for people, Lord, that realize the times that we're living in. And, and Lord, they're interested in eternity. I thank you for that. We pray you bless, Lord, this morning, our Sunday school lesson. And we're going to ask Brother Donnie to come and read it for us. All right now, amen. Amen. I'll read the last two verses of Psalms chapter 16. Read all of chapter 17, Brother Donnie. Amen. Yes, I want to thank the Lord. Amen. Bless you, brother. I feel better. I may not be no better looking since last That's time I've been right. here. But I feel better. I thank the Lord for allowing me to be here. I always thank the Lord to allow me to read His Word. Amen. And to pronounce His words like like they need to be pronounced, you know. And, but the Lord knows our effort. He knows, Bless you, brother. He knows mm-hmm. our heart, our mind, and what we think, what we do, where we go. Good Lord knows He knows it all. Mm-hmm. Knows it all. And I'm going to read the last two verses in 16, right, brother? Yeah. All right. Body come in here last Sunday, and I admit we said shut it down. Amen. Amen. Okay, Psalm 16, verse 10. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, yeah. neither wilt thou suffer thy holy ones to see corruption. Verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. Woo! At thy right hand, yeah, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Okay. This is a prayer of David, Psalm 17, verse 1. Hear the right, O Lord. Attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of frame lips. Verse 2. Let my sins come forth from thy presence. Let thy eyes behold the things that are equal. Verse 3. Thou hast proved my heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. And shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Verse 4. Concerning the, the works of men by the word of thy lips... I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Verse 5. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. Verse 6. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Verse 7. Through thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by the right hand, them that put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Verse 8. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Verse 9. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. Verse 10. They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouths they speak proudly. Verse 11, they have compassion us in our steps. 
they have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Verse 12. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Verse 13. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked which is thy sword. Verse 14. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portions in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They are full of children and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. Verse 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake with thy likeness. Amen. Good, Brother Don. Thank you. Mm. A lot of that does hit home. Amen. Very good. The reason we started on Psalm 16, verse 10, we didn't get finished with our Sunday school lesson last Sunday, and I didn't mind the interruption one single bit. Sister Bonnie, bless her heart, she finally made her way over here, long drive, and first time she made that undertaking, and uh, she come in and we shouted this place down, we said stop. Amen, I got shouting with them, hallelujah. But we're going to start uh, this morning, Psalms chapter 16, verse 10. And David here, uh, this is David's uh, mitham, which is meditation, prayer. And the 16th Psalm is a prediction of the resurrection of the king. And as a prophet, David understood that not at his first advent, but at some time sequent to his death and resurrection, Messiah would assume the Davidic throne. And we'll be mentioning a little bit about that here in a second. But here in verse 10, he says, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 said we were dead in trespasses and sins, but now have we been quickened. He gave us eternal life. And uh, uh, now I'll never perish. John chapter 10 verse uh, 28, Jesus said, And I give unto them eternal life. And uh, he gave that to me April 27th, 1988. And I ain't never been worried about hell since. But he says, uh, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And uh, one thing about my soul is in good hands. And I don't have to even think about hell. Now David is looking to Calvary. I'm looking back at Calvary. David pointed to Calvary, uh, and even in his statement, but I actually participated in the finished work of Calvary when I called upon him. That's rich and mercy and all that called upon him. And uh, you couldn't melt me and pour me in hell. You couldn't. There's no way. I'll just tell you right now, I'm not even going to visit the place. But I was on my way to hell. Right. If you're not saved, uh, you're on your way to hell. Only way you can change that, Jesus he can set you free from that dilemma. He can save you from your sins. He can give you eternal life. And uh, you don't have to worry about being left in, in your soul, being left in hell. The Lord talked about, you know, what prophet man gained the whole world and lost his soul. What will the man give in exchange for his soul? I'm glad, praise God, my soul's in good hands. He said, neither, now we're changing in this verse right here. Mm -hmm. Neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That's a transition in this verse right here. 
David is talking about here, prophetically here. Now Jesus did descend down to the lower parts of hell. He went down there and got the keys of death and hell. And uh, he led captivity captive, brought them out. But praise God, the Holy One here, thou wilt not suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Uh, in uh, Acts chapter, there's a little bit of discourse on this in Acts chapter number 2. I do want to read it. It does kind of help understand this passage here. In Acts chapter number 2, verse 22. Peter here speaking. And uh, he said, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain whom God have raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him I foresaw the Lord always before my face for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved Wherefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known unto me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you about the patriot David. That he's both dead and buried and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not left in hell neither did his flesh see corruption. That explains a little bit about verse number 10 because that's a deep verse, verse number 10 is. There's another discourse in Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 34. This stuff's kind of, uh, it's not completely out of reach, but it's hard to search all this out. But in Acts chapter 13, verse 34, as concerning he that raised up him, wait a minute, as concerning he that raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. For David, after he'd served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known to you therefore men and brethren, that through this man, we're talking about Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. There's a great distinction between Christ and the law of Moses. And uh, you can die in the law of Moses and take your chances, maybe somehow, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe somehow stand before God and God put some rightness to you but praise God I, I can't keep them I don't know about nobody that can but I know one that did keep them his name is Jesus and uh, him 
By Him I'm made righteous. Amen. Amen. But uh, here it talks about sin corruption. Uh, John chapter uh, number uh, 11 verse 39 well before we go there let's go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 talking about we're talking about corruption your body decaying and all of that 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved we have a building of God a house not made with hands eternal in heavens. I'm living in a, in a body that's dying. This body, I've been living in it for 70 years. I'm just telling you. Uh, like Donnie said, uh, uh, we're getting a little frail, getting a little feeble. Amen. Uh, uh, but uh, here it says uh, we got another building of God. A house not made with hands eternal in heavens. For in this we groan earnestly Desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. And if so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. And I'm telling you I hear a lot of people groaning and moaning. Being burdened. Not for that we would, would be unclothed but clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that wrought us for the self same thing is God. Who have also given us unto us the earnest of the spirits, like a down payment there. Uh, for we are we walk by wait a minute. Wherefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we're at home in the body, and I, I am. It's a good. I mean, God gave me this body; it's been good to me. I ain't got no problem. However, if I went to the doctor tomorrow and he said, "Hey, you got stage four cancer. You got like a month left to live," I wouldn't feel too good about being in this body. Because this body would be dying. Mm -hmm. And I'm in it. Mm -hmm. So my dilemma would be if I've got eternal life, praise the Lord, going on. And I have been there. And I have to admit, boy, being saved makes a difference uh, when things like that happen. But here it says, Wherefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. My home's up there. I, I'm not up there. I'm here. But I'm in this body for right now. Mm -hmm. Says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body than to be present with the Lord. One day this old body's going to lay down. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to the Lord that gave me the life that I live. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it talks about the body returns to the dust that gave it, but the spirit returns to God that gave it. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 12 verse 7 Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. And uh, I, I, that hasn't happened yet but I'll tell you I'm good for it when it does. Amen. But uh, here look also uh, in John chapter number 11. Now here you got a man and, and his name's Lazarus. And the thing about Lazarus is he's been dead four days. How many days was Jesus in the grave? Come on. He raised on the what day? Third day. Third day. Amen. <laughs> well, here's Lazarus, his sister, Martha here. Jesus says here in verse number 39, uh, 
Let it help, Brother Eddie, he's in chapter 11. Jesus says here in verse 39, Take ye away the stone. Lazarus in a tomb, they've got a stone upon the grave. Uh, verse 38 says, Jesus, again groaning in himself, come to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. So we know that in four days, a corruption starts to set in. Now it's different here with Lazarus than anybody else, because he wasn't stinking, because God's going to bring him back to life. And he did bring him back to life, called and he, he came out of the grave. Well, I'm kind of like Lazarus in that regard. Uh, this body, of course, it's going to go back to the earth, but I'm not going to see corruption because I've got a glorified body. Uh, let's go a little further here. Verse number 11. That will show me the path of life. Uh, John 14, 6, Jesus said clearly, I'm the way. I mean, there's just no missing it. Mm -hmm. I know there's others say, hey, I'm the way. But the Bible says, you know, that they're liars and imposters, false prophets, false apostles. Jesus said, you don't have to look no further than Jesus. He said, I, that's clear as a bell. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to Father but by me, John 14, 6. That's clear. When he said, I'm the way, in John 10, 9, he said, I'm the door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. But in thy presence, we're in verse 11, in thy presence is fullness of joy. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, the Lord told them, those that were his, he said, His Lord said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee rule over many things. Listen, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now, there, David here says, In thy presence is fullness of joy. And uh, it is a joy to be saved. It is a joy to be in his presence. And it's joy unspeakable, Peter said, full of glory. But at thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Uh, in Acts chapter number 7 verse 56 Peter they're getting stoned him he's getting ready to leave out and uh, he said I see the heavens open and he said I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God in uh, what sight he said behold I see the heavens open you know I, I've, I've never died one day I will mm -hmm. when I do and all you that are saved Heaven to be open. Hey, you'll have access. You won't be denied. John, uh, Stephen here, they're stoning him. And uh, you know, they, they cut cut on him with their teeth. And uh, you know, he says, I, I see the heavens open. And the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And uh, they cried out loud voice, stopped their ears, ran upon him one accord, cast him out of the city, stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their Clothes at a young man's feet, his name was Saul, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He didn't just ask for God to come get him. He knelt down and with a loud voice said, Lord, lay not this sin on their charge. Listen, you see heaven open, you'll forget about all the wrong been done to you. Mm -hmm. it, it grieves me to hear about all these things happening to people down here. Uh, young girl, that Riley girl, uh, Murdered just all she was doing. I think she was a nursing student. 
all she was doing was just out jogging or taking a run through the park and a man abducted her and killed her and I don't want to really go any further than that but you know if she's saved she'd be just like Stephen right here she said oh, yeah I see heavens open and the son of man standing on the right hand of God and she said Lord receive my spirit and she said Lord lay not this sin to this man's charge and when he said this he fell asleep you know David here like I said being a, being a prophet uh, being also a priest David was able to offer sacrifices to God uh, being a prophet a priest and a king uh, he, he mentioned quite a bit in these two verses right here uh, opened up quite a bit of of a knowledge to us he says thou will not leave my soul in hell I say glory to God neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption hallelujah Paul said if Christ be not raised hey we're in our sins I tell you I'm glad that God got him up I'm glad he raised amen from the dead hold on here a minute there Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. You are yet in your sins. And he said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, verse 20, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by one man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I'll just tell you, praise God, I'm glad he got up. Thou will not leave. Thou will not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou will show me the path of life. You know, there's no excuse being in America and not being saved. Here we got churches on every hand. Uh, we got them on every corner. We got preachers, some of them pretty good. But uh, my pastor said preaching is kind of like eating watermelon, eat which can't spit the rest out. I think there's enough good in there that if you're lost, you could probably get saved. But, uh, you know, sitting on that right hand, uh, even the mother of, of James and, uh, and uh, John, she asked Jesus in Matthew chapter 20 that her son might sit one on that right hand, the other on the left. And, uh, you know, that, that's sitting on that right hand. He said, at thy right hand are pleasures evermore. Hey, I'll just tell you right now, I'm just going to be glad to get to heaven. They can have that right hand seat if they want it. I know the one sitting there, amen, hallelujah. Uh, chapter 17, uh, verse number 1, David here says, Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of fain lips. David here earnestly wanting God to hear his prayer. David's also the one that said in Psalm 66 verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I'll just tell you right now, if you want to have audience with God, mm -hmm. uh, if you want your prayer to be heard, first thing I do when I pray, Lord forgive me. Mm -hmm. Lord wash me. Lord cleanse me that I might be able to be acceptable in thy sight that my prayer may be heard. First thing you should say if you want to be heard when you pray is pray to be forgiven. Pray for God to cleanse you. He's the only one that can forgive you. He's the only one that can cleanse you. And then you can pour out your prayer and it'll be heard. And David here is saying about prayer here in verse number 1 Attend unto my cry. 
Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. He said, I, I want my words to be acceptable. I want my words to be right. Uh, he's just not throwing words out there. I've heard a lot of people pray. And I've heard some of them, buddy, they can't even hardly get the words out. Uh, they're they're uh, just broken and, and prayer and stuff. But prayer is something that Jesus said in Luke 18, verse 1. He would that all men everywhere might pray and faint not. And I think about all we've got today is a bunch of fainting and seldom ever any actual praying. But uh, David wanted to be heard. And he said, Lord, I, I, I don't want uh, words come out of my lips that are faint. I want them to be acceptable. I want them to be words that you're, you're, you're honored here. Amen. Morning. Morning. Sharon, Tatum, Sybil. Good morning, buddy. Good to have you here. But David here wanting his prayer to be heard. He puts it on, oh Lord, attend. You know, the Lord, He's the righteous judge. Uh, he's the one that's rich in mercy. I'll call upon Him. If you want to be heard, I, I know today the big deal is today, don't you pray in Jesus' name? Well, if you're not going to pray in Jesus' name, uh, your prayer's not going to make it. I'll just tell you right now, sometimes our signals over here, we have a little trouble with them. Sometimes they don't get out. But uh, if you want your prayer to make it, if you want your prayer to get out, you have to pray in Jesus' name. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask in my name, uh, the Father will give it to you. Uh, only access we have to God. When Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he said, no man comes to the Father but by me. That entrance was made through Jesus. That we have access to the throne of mercy, the throne of grace, where we can make our petitions known. Uh, if you want to pray, and you want your prayer to be heard, you'll have to pray through Jesus. Amen. Amen. Verse 2. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. You know, today we got all this big uh, effort today of equity. You know, uh, we got to have diversity, uh, equity, and uh, what's it, D-E-I, inclusion, something I don't know. But uh, you know what? The ground's level at the cross. And uh, uh, the Lord, He looks at all the same. He's no respecter of persons. And He said, Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. In Psalms 51, David's praying a prayer of, of sorrow, repentance, of asking God for forgiveness. But one thing he says there that's hard to get anybody to say. David says here in Psalms 51 verse 4, he said against thee, thee only have I sinned. David admitted that he was a sinner. And he said, done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and clear when thou judgest. Now, when you want to get uh, your prayer heard, you, you got to come through Jesus. But also, uh, you got to realize that that you need to be on praying ground. And, and uh, he said, Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. David admitted that he needed God's help. And uh, verse 3, he said, Thou hast proved uh, mine heart, and uh, thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me, and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth 
shall not transgress. There, verse number three. In Psalms 139, Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24, says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now David knew how to, he was a man after God's heart. He knew how to talk to God, how to pray to God. Uh, he knew how to touch uh, the heart of God. And uh, he said here in verse 3, he said, Thou hast proved mine heart. When God said, I found a man after my own heart, David was that man. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. Boy, he set his house in order. He said, I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. You know, you can do all that. Just make up your mind. You know, I'll tell you what, some people excel and some don't, but I'll tell you the ones that do excel are determined to excel. They might they might mess up here. The Bible said the righteous follow, the Lord raised him up. Fall seven times, the Lord raise you up. Uh, Peter come to Jesus. Uh, Lord, my brother sinned against me. How often shall I forgive him? Seven times. And the Lord said, not seven times, but seven times seventy. I'm just telling you, the Lord's ready to forgive. He's plenteous in mercy. All we got to do is get on the right ground. He said, Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm glad my sin's on the blood. Amen. God told him in, in Exodus chapter number 12, He said, When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Christ, our Passover lamb, crucified for us. I'm glad, praise God, that the blood covers it all. And you know, on the blood, He said, Thou shalt find nothing. It's on the blood. I purpose that my mouth should not transgress. You know, the uh, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But also, the Lord sometimes gives us the words to speak. Uh, he told his disciples, Take no thought what you shall say, and that hour to be given to you. Uh, he said, My mouth shall not transgress. Uh, my pastor, he preached this message. I have to admit, boy, it, it got a hold of me. But it says, Every out of word that men speak, they should give account of in the, in the day of judgment. And I didn't have my words right. I'll just tell you right now, I didn't. Well, come on, Eddie. Got another heart. Well, I'm not going to spend no time further here. I don't like the dead air here. But Jesus said, Every idle word that men speak, they should give account thereof in the day of judgment. Right. And uh, the psalm is here, it says here, Verse number three, I'm purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. You don't need to be uh, rash with your words. The Bible says, let your conversation be as pertaining to godliness. Uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I can quote all kinds of verses, find them in this worldless. My little pea brain don't, don't seem to want to get them all in there, amen. But verse four here, concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept I have kept me from the past of the destroyer. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 67. 
Oh, that's a big old chapter right there. <laughs> so before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. You know, I have to admit, I keep the word of God. I stopped last night going home uh, from a nursing home, and I stopped at the Dollar General store to, to get some dryer sheets. Uh, I forgot them on the way in, and I was doing laundry. I'm, I'm Mr. Mom now. But I stopped to get some dryer sheets. When I stopped there at the Dollar Store, there was two girls there, and they were selling Christian T-shirts. And I told them, I said, I don't want a T-shirt, but I do want to give a donation. And I gave them a donation, and I said, you mind if I quote a couple of verses to you? One of them had a Bible with her, amen. Now, of course, I quoted her Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Uh, ten of my words, keep them in thine heart. Uh, my son, ten of my words, keep in the midst of thy heart, let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to all those who find them and health to their flesh. And I, I told him about that healthy part of reading your Bible. She's over highlighting all of that. I said, you want another one? She said, yeah. Went to Isaiah 34, 16. Seek you out a book, Lord, and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. My mouth is commanded. His spirit is gathered. And she's over highlighting again. She's in tears now. And I said, you want your marriage to last? Spend some time in that book. Amen. Yep. But you know, before, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I keep God's Word now. Alright, let's go a little further here. Uh, verse 158. Said, I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word. You know, uh, you can transgress. I, I try to read my Bible through every year. When I say try, I have done it for 20 years. But it is quite an undertaking. It's quite a challenge. Uh, I'm reading one of Bill Grady's books right now. Tammy got one. I don't know how far she's in it, but I've, I've read so far 285 pages in that book called Perilous Times, Deep Truths for Shallow Waters. It's blew me away. I mean, I, I knew I was ignorant. But I've been so belittled reading this book, it seemed like I don't know nothing that I ought to know. And I've learned a lot reading that book. Amen. But uh, Psalms 17, verse number 8, Jesus talking about His disciples when He's praying this great priestly prayer here in Psalm 17, verse 8. Uh, he says, For I have given unto them the words which Thou gavest Me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from Thee, and that they have believed that Thou didst send them. That's actually not the verse that I was hoping for. I was thinking it said that they kept the word. Wait a minute. Verse 14 again, he said, I've given them thy word. I was thinking it said they kept thy word. There it is, verse 6. What did I do wrong there? I don't know, I must have wrote the wrong one down. He said, I have manifested my, thy name and the men which thou gavest me out of the world, thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. That's what I'm looking for is verse 6. Now, one of the things that the Lord said about a church, Revelation chapter number 3, one of the things He said good about the church, He said they, they kept His word. Uh, we've kind of got today uh, where people don't realize uh, the importance of God's word. And uh, you know, that just any old Bible won't work. Any old word won't work. Uh, but he says to this church here in Revelation chapter 3, 
Uh, verse number 8, he said, I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and uh, has not denied my name. God notices when you do keep his word. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was Job It said, Thy word have I stained more necessarily than my daily meat. Uh, God's word, uh, it's important. And we need to keep it, amen. Uh, the day and time we're living in, we're letting a lot of things slip. One thing you don't need to let slip is the word of God. Well, I said that in this scripture coming to my mind. In Hebrews chapter number 2, it says, We ought to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. I didn't have that in my notes here this morning. It just popped in my mind. But uh, here, uh, Kevin, he said, uh, By the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the past of the destroyer. That word is a lamp unto our feet and a light in our path. Uh, David said, I've hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The path of the just as a shining light shineth more and more into the perfect day. Uh, I'll just tell you, there's a lot about the word of God we get even today to understand. Uh, Psalm 68, 11 says, The Lord gave the word greatest company to those that purposed it. Man, I'm chasing rabbits now. Verse 5, Hold up my goings in my past that my footsteps slip not. Uh, Psalms 18, the next chapter here, verse number 33. He said, He maketh my feet like hinds' feet. That's like, you know, like a mountain goat. Uh, and setteth me upon my high places. Uh, he don't, our feet, uh, He strengthens our feet here. Uh, he upholds uh, our goings uh, in the past that my footsteps slip not. Uh, there's a whole lot in the next chapter that go right in here, but I'm going to go a little further here. Verse 6, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Uh, in Jeremiah 33 and 3, God said, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I'll show you great mighty things that you know not. And uh, I'm going to turn there real quick. He said, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. But also in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me, and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. God is within reach. And uh, he says, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. You know, we got two ears. Mm -hmm. And we got two eyes. Believe it or not, you can hear with your eyes. I mean, I, I'm reading, and what I'm reading, I'm actually hearing with my eyes and speaking with my mouth. But we got two ears to hear and to see with and uh, one mouth to speak with. But here he said, uh, Here thou will hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. Verse 7, Show thy marvelous love and kindness, 
O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Peter was sinking there in Matthew chapter 14. You know, he didn't holler for them fellows in that boat throwing the rope. Matter of fact, he didn't even turn back to the boat. What he did when he started sinking, they wrote a song, Love Lifted Me. I was sinking deep in sin. But Peter here, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 29, it says, and uh, he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You know, uh, he'll save us uh, in our problems. Uh, somebody wrote a song, Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll just tell you, he's never very far from any one of us. And uh, he's able not only to save us, by him, by his hand, uh, also those that put their trust in him from those that rise up against them. You know, he's mighty to save. Uh, I was preaching on the squares of Columbus, Ohio, probably 20 years ago. They told us, don't, don't walk off. You know, I had never been to Columbus, Ohio. They said, stay here. Jimmy Hood, he's a street preacher up there, had a mission up there called Charity Mission. And he said, just preach right here. Don't wander off. What old brother Eddie do? Hey, there's Sister Bonnie here again. Amen. I wandered off. And I was back up in an alley. And I have to admit, I got in a little bit of trouble up there in that alley. Morning, Sister Bonnie. Good morning. Hallelujah. I told him we, we had to have an intermission last Sunday. Have a shouting service. Sister Bonnie showed up. Glory to God. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how to Good to see Sister Bonnie. Good to see her, Brother Donnie. Good to see all of you here, amen. But uh, I wandered off, and I was up in the alley, and uh, you know, just, just, I want to say a little bit naive, no better, still did it. And I'm back up in that alley, and I'm up there preaching up a storm, and I looked, and there were some men gathered around me, and they looked like linebackers. I mean, we're talking about 20-inch necks, big old guys. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is it, buddy. And they circled around me about, about ten of them. They circled around me, Brother Eric, and I'm in the middle. What do you do? Man, I'm, I'm still preaching of a storm. And if looks could kill, I'd be a dead man right now. But there was a young black woman broke through the ranks of these ten men. And they had these little old Muslim caps on their head. She broke through the ranks of them, come up there to me, and she said, she had to be like angel of God. She said, Preacher, you got any tracks? Of course, I had a handful of tracks. That's what I was trying to do was pass out tracks. And I, I, I gave her all the tracks I had. She said, can I have them? I said, sure. She went over there. And there was a, uh, in Columbus, they had like in this alley, this great big flyer uh, arrangement, real big, uh, uh, with, with like a, a slate rock a wall around it. It had, had flyers in the middle of it. She told them, man, she said, y'all get over here and sit down. And they come over like little whip puppies. And they sit down around that flyer arrangement. She sat down right there in the midst of them. She sat down, preach, preacher. Amen. Well, I just want you to know, if that little girl hadn't showed up, old Brother Eddie wouldn't be here right now. Right. I'll tell you right now, I'd probably be in nursing home somewhere exactly myself. Right, yeah. Exactly right. But uh, here, uh, he saveth by his right hand 
them which what? Put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. I was no match for these fellows, I'll tell you right now. But they wasn't no match for him. We'll stop on this next verse right here. Well, brother, you're exactly right, brother. You know, I'll make it I'll make it short and sweet what happened to me about three or four weeks. Don't ago. make it short and sweet. Listen, you get an opportunity to take Good it. Good Lord, he he listens to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a little road rage going on in high school. Yeah. And I knew that what was going to happen. Well, he stopped me twice. Well, the third time, I said, Lord, you got to help me. I said, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I said, Lord, this is not going to be good. I said, I pray that you put your hands around me, Lord, because when he gets out of his car and starts walking towards me, Lord, I said, I said, that ain't going to be good. Well, I rolled my window down. He stopped at the end of the road. He was waiting for me yeah. right there. Well, I pulled over, put my flashes on, turned the window down, and he came walking to me, cussing up a storm. And I felt the air off of his mouth, he's looking at me face to face, and I think, I think in my head, said, Lord, you got to help me. This ain't gonna be good. He's gonna pull me out of this car and and eat me up alive, you know. But I believe in my heart that the good Lord yeah. put a hedge on yeah. me, and that guy couldn't touch me if he wanted to. Yeah, well, God's all you got. He's all you need, Amen. Right. But He does listen to us, and, and He does He does protect you, you know, because that could have been that could have been bad. And we'll all have episodes there, you know. like that. And when you do have one, just remember, God has to give permission. Uh, the devil wanted Job and he had to get permission to even be able to touch Job and God allowed it just so we'd know about Job and about God and about the deliverance of God and about the patience of Job and the, the pity the pity uh, uh, the pitiful things that, that Job had to endure mm -hmm. uh, you know at the end he was paid double for all that he'd suffered mm -hmm. I, I, I can't explain it at all but I'm like Brother Donnie there. I'm glad we got one we can call it on. Yeah. He heard it. Bible says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. He said, I'm the good shepherd, laid down his life for the sheep. Uh, he said, I know him by name, and they know my voice. But I'm glad we've got somebody that we can call upon. Yeah. I've heard of people dialing 911 that got put on hold. I've heard of people dialing 911 and they wouldn't even answer, wouldn't even pick it up. Well, anyway, we'll stop there at verse number 7. I like the way that ended up right there. And verse 8 just talks about keep yes. me as apple of thine eye. And he will. He'll keep us. And praise God, we're even being kept right now. Peter said that we're kept uh, by God. And anyway, we'll pick that up next time. We're going to stop right there on verse number 7. I'll just tell you, there's a lot in these, these chapters here in the book of Psalms. David was always in trouble. But David was never without help. He was never forsaken. Uh, he always had all the help he needed, even with Goliath. Uh, he said, the Lord going to deliver you in my hand, and he did. Goliath didn't agree, but he did when he hit the ground like a fish. David come up there and cut his head off, amen. But no matter who your enemy is, no matter what your problem is, and I, I hope you take me literally and seriously right here, I don't care what you're going through, turn to God in it. Uh, I don't have many people that, that that girl wrote that song Rita sung it one Wednesday night uh, in Jesus name Katie Nicole she was wanting to take her life wanting to end her life she had, she had had some kind of surgery to help her back and it didn't work she's bed fast she's had it up to here and she's trying to go to the bathroom to get the pills to take an overdose. And when she got the pills, she dropped them and couldn't even really pick them up. I reckon this is her testimony. 
And she said, God spoke to her and said, I'm not dealing with you. And sometimes we may not understand the situation. Sometimes we may not even understand ourselves. But understand this. God's there for you. He loves you. He's all you need. Jesus plus, Jesus plus nothing is all you need. I'll tell you, nothing plus God's everything you need. All right, we'll stop right there.